I'm so happy that you guys are here with me today. I hope everyone's having the best day ever. I mean, it could only get better from here, right? It's only in the way that we think. So I'm so happy I'm here because with all the talks about AI, 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 my kids are gamers and it's kind of weird because they don't like dolls, but they like to play games. And a lot of your kids are probably like in the same place, like Roblox. I don't, you know, there's a lot of kids that I know that are into the Roblox craze. And I just feel like sometimes it's just the, and the kids entering into what's going to be important in their generations, which is AI, computers, social media, and the metaverse. So I have this special guest here. I am so proud of her sis because she found a need in her communities and in a lot of communities because most men are in computer science it's rarely that you see women in computer science and the way that everything is going the direction that everything is going right now it is important for our girls to also try to get into or try to study or try to be a part of or or use it as a major in computer science because there's a lot, a lot, a lot of smart girls out there that can do it. And you know what? The younger we start them, the better they get comfortable with learning all the applications that involves in computer science. So I have Aditi Patel here. Uh, she is a founder of XX Coders that my daughters are a part of. And I am so excited to have her on because I need more women to be involved into this space as we are entering into the computer age of AI. This is very important for women to understand that you can be a part and leave a fingerprint in this space also. So welcome. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Oh my God. I'm honored to have you here. <laughs> my kids, Love your program. Yeah. I, at first, the first day was like hard for them because it was something that I just threw them in because I'm like, look, you know, I need this, but you're definitely going to need this because yeah. you're nine going on 10 and AI is going to be a part of your life. And I need you to start getting comfortable with mm -hmm. the applications now because it would help you as soon as you go to college and adult life and beyond. Definitely. So tell me why you felt like there was a need. What is your story that you felt like there was a need that girls need to be part of this also? Yeah, for sure. So a little bit about my story. I um, first heard about computer science when I was going into high school. So things have even changed in the last 10 years, but I didn't really grow up playing video games even. I didn't grow up messing with computers, robotics, none of that. I thought I was going to be a doctor. Um, but then I happened to take a summer class just because I wanted something to do in the summer. And it was there that I found out about the big gap between men and women in computer science. 
Um, I was just building games and it was really fun for me. Um, I really liked the way that you have to problem solve and think when you're coding. And it grew from there into learning about the social uh, disparity in that field. So uh, looking back on my personal experience, I didn't grow up playing with video games, computers, but a lot of the boys that I grew up with did, like my own brother, for example. So it's something that's not necessarily encouraged for girls, whether it be overtly or just sort of ingrained in the way that we socialize our children. So that really struck a nerve with me because I saw how many opportunities there were. I saw how engaging and fun and um, now in the time that has progressed, just how many opportunities there are in tech. Um, so I came up with the idea to start, um, first it started as an after school club to teach girls in my high school how to code. Um, I called it XX Coders, and it was really awesome because even in my high school, which is a great high school, uh, one of the top ranked on the island, there were only three girls in my computer science class. And I was really sad to see that more girls didn't feel comfortable joining computer science programs. So I advertised this as girls only so that girls felt comfortable and not pressured that maybe they don't know anything how to code. Maybe they are scared to ask questions because the people around them already know the answer. So that's how it started. And um, it has really grown since then um, over the last eight years. Um, we opened very soon after um, a chapter in Wyandanche in Long Island because even beyond just the gap between girls and boys, there's also a big racial gap in tech. There's a big socioeconomic gap. We don't see people who are um, usually women of color, um, people from lower income brackets joining tech. So that's really what I wanted to push forward. It's great that there's people like you who's pushing this through because there's a lot of people that think that girls can't or girls can't match up to or this is a, a strictly male-dominated space because we have Elon Musk, we have Mike Zuckerberg, we have Bill Gates. I mean, I, I realize that it is like a man-dominated field and I think a woman you know that's why i am so proud of you sis because i think women can too yeah. it's just that we were not exposed to it or they felt like you know they weren't giving us you know the 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 path to be exposed to it because all i see is just men even with gamers even when my kids are playing like their playstations and stuff they have playstation 5 it i have sometimes to monitor them because it's a bunch of men or boys playing and you know sometimes the boys was like there's a girl playing and i'll be like and i, I have to like zero in and said yeah girls could game too right. like <laughs> girls have brains too it's just that you know we always put women into this gender role of what we see a woman can fit into but i think right now the world is different now i think there's no there's no roles. I think a man, a woman, 
can't do the same thing. Of course, we have different capabilities when it comes to physical strength, maybe, maybe. But when it comes to the brain, I feel that if we get our girls as early as possible to get in the trajectory of, of loving computer science and not them thinking it's a hard thing, because my kids automatically said the first day, oh, this is hard. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is hard? It's only hard because you just don't know it yet. Yeah. Once you know it, once you practice, once you get familiar with it, it's gonna be easy. Like, like you, like everything that, everything else you you learned mm -hmm. that you thought was hard initially, but it's not hard anymore. So it just takes a lot mm -hmm. of practice and studying. I tell them. So, let me ask you a question: How was the response in the community? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I uh, I was pretty young when I started this. I was. 16 so I didn't have a lot of knowledge on how to do outreach you know this was all very new to me so it was definitely trial and error but so many people have been so supportive um in wine dance um the wine Inch family life center the woman who leads that she's very powerful she's um an entrepreneur she uh is a volunteer and she has helped us so much establish the sort of base ground for the um xx coder summer camp that's been happening every year even throughout covid um we've had I enjoy um, bringing girls who are in the uh, Half All Hills High School East program over to Wyandanche as volunteers to help the younger girls. Um, and also we uh, briefly had um, another program because they're also an underrepresented group in tech where high school girls taught kids um, with special needs, with autism and ADHD, how to code. Because they're also a demographic that is not being encouraged to learn tech, but actually on the flip side, it tech is something that they often gravitate towards and can connect with better than they can with other subjects maybe. So those it was really rewarding to see the community support my initiative and um, help by donating things, um, financial support, um, supplies, things like that, yeah. And you know what, the thing about the ADHD and special needs community, I feel like they need to be pushed also because sometimes people feel that they can't. Right. But when you speak to a lot of people like Elon Musk, uh, Bill Gates, even Mark Zuckerberg, they all admit that they had some sort of ADHD, mm -hmm. you know, and ADHD is it, it's considered a learning disability. But I feel that sometimes people with ADHD are smarter than we think they are. They just they just learn differently than yeah. the way that our curriculum is set up in this country. Yeah. So it's not that they can't learn. Mm -hmm. It's just the fact that they just can't learn in the in the because our curriculum is set up in a way that um, a certain percentage of kids get it right. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like a it, but it's like a one way system, right? Exactly. So whoever's outside of that who can't learn in that system, sometimes they consider them not less of, but like they're having learning difficulties. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's not learning difficulties. I just feel like they just learn differently. Yeah, exactly. And that's why our learning model also is like, very different than I think what you would find in school. Like nowadays it is more common for kids as young as five years old to learn scratch, but like, are they really learning it? I think the ones that 
just easily get it, they stick with it, but the other ones kind of let it go. So in our programs, we really try to push everyone to to reach the same levels because we know that in the beginning is probably the most difficult. Once they get it, they can really fly with it and they can pick up new concepts, but it's the beginning having like patience and trying different strategies, trying um, to learn many different coding languages and seeing which ones that they really connect with, which we have seen with the the students that join XX Coders and even like long-term since it has been eight years since we started seeing some of the first or second year um, students who are now in college and going to pursue computer science, pursue, pursue IT industries. So it's really awesome to see that it it's stuck with them because there is such a demand in this field. We see AI everywhere. Now it's coming in ChatGPT with the photos, with so many different things, metaverse, like you mentioned. And so it doesn't really matter now what industry you're in, tech is going to be related somehow. Yeah. And yeah, you are so right because I think in everything we do, Mm-hmm. Um, we have no choice. Um, it's going either a little tech or it's going full tech. Yeah. You know, and I think that just even if you don't want to get into computer science, I tell the girls, it's something that you just need to have in the backhand of your pocket. It's something that you could put on your resume. It's something that you could put on your college mm-hmm. resume as as something that you know how to do in addition to all the other things exactly. that you know that you know how to do so it it keeps you like like in a small group of girls that's wow that's different mm-hmm. you stick out you know because they are so used to just seeing male dominated people in computer science i was like wouldn't it be cool to get a scholarship right based on the fact that you were an xx coder mm-hmm. for you know from nine years old to like 18 years old and you never know like by then you probably can get the scholarship in the computer science field, especially as being a woman, and especially as you know, you've been coding. You know, my hope is they're gonna want to stay in the program for like until high school ends. But mm-hmm. they love it so much. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. So what are you doing? Because I know we talked, and you want to spread your wings in other communities that mm-hmm. can benefit from this program. So what other communities are you looking for to expand this program to? Yeah, so I um, really do want to like reach out to communities that don't have the resources, don't have the school curriculum, you know, like a lot of wealthier children are, you know, learning about computer science one way or another. But there's a lot of school districts just here in New York and across the country where it is really lacking. And so I actually, I went to Columbia University, which is right in Harlem. And there's a lot of need there as well with the public schools that are super underfunded. And there was um, so many different like summer camps that I wanted to reach out to and wanted to start bringing the XX Coders program there. Of course, the pandemic hit and then a lot of things changed. You know, XX Coders was brought online. Um, I had to hire um, a teacher who taught the program um, when I couldn't be there due to like school and jobs. So now that we're back, I really do want to bring it back to other communities, start up different programs here in New York, on Long Island and in the city where there really is um, a need for it. 
And I think just even having an introduction course, Mm -hmm. because sometimes, um, you know, kids are afraid of things they're not used to. Yeah. But one thing that they all, I feel like they all love is um, their iPads, their Mm -hmm. tablets. Yeah. And when you explain to them, don't you want to know how this works? You're right. on it all the time. You're applying yeah. for it. You're addicted exactly. to it. You know, just the fact that you're addicted to it, I would want to learn about it because I'd be like, okay, if I'm addicted to it, she's addicted to it. How much money are these people really making? <laughs> because yeah. you're constantly, these kids are constantly on it all the time. And I always tell my kids, invest in things that you see people are using a lot. Mm-hmm. because that's where the money is right. so think about all the computer engineers are being hired on a daily basis because all these companies have a tech department yeah it, it could be it you could always like mix it with um you know it but marketing it could be with advertising mm-hmm. like i never thought in my life i remember tech used to be the help desk mm-hmm. yeah when i worked when i worked in corporate america it was like they were you know, the geeks downstairs and anytime there was a computer issue, we were like, oh my God, call the help desk. <laughs> but I cannot believe that it is it has expanded into mm-hmm. so many different areas and so many different departments. So yeah. what would you like to see your company grow into? I definitely I want to see it grow in terms of like how many, you know, girls whose lives like we can help and we can um touch like there there is such a need like especially with women of color you know not having women in color in tech like i truly believe is like dangerous like there's uh so much racism in tech and bias actually um there was a whole movie about it um about uh facial recognition systems actually not detecting darker skin tones and it even being used to wrongly convict someone of a crime. So it's like, it actually has, you know, lasting effects. And by bringing people of color, women of color into tech, I really think that, you know, when they reach those positions, they can be CEOs, CTOs, they can start their own companies and envision a, a world where that has less of these problems you know it's not just that obviously the money is a very good upside but it yes has it has you know long-lasting consequences that these are our future leaders this new generation and i really believe in them that like they can change the world with tech even more that we've seen so far in the last 10 years and that's why I feel that diversity doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's not more about the color of someone's skin. It's more about the different experiences that, that everyone goes right. through. And yeah. sometimes when it's just one group of people, if they were, if, it's like, it's like a group think. Yeah. And when it's diversity, it's like you're getting segments from all different populations because you know America is a melting pot at the mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's not a homogeneous society where it's just one color one culture one faith it's it's a bunch of different faiths a bunch of different cultures a bunch of different skin tones it's so diverse yeah. that we need people in these jobs that has that have different thoughts so when you are scanning my face someone in the corporate room can say well, did you forget about like dark skinned people? Like, you know, like someone has to be in the room to give their opinion. It's very true. Like 
Um, another example is like when Apple Health was first making their app for health, you know, we check our blood yeah. rate, uh, heart rate and all those things. They forgot about period tracking because I guess there were no women on the board in that room. So that's a great point. And that's very true. And and also not just the things that they might forget, but the things that people of different backgrounds can add, like concerns and ideas that they can bring to the platform, to the product, whatever it is. Yeah, which will make the product even better. Yeah. And and that's what having a woman on a team, a man on a team, having different people from different backgrounds on the team, you just make any company or any product better because you remember you're serving a com you're serving the people of many different backgrounds, not mm -hmm. just one not just one background. And that includes gender too, because sometimes you'll have a group of men in a room and they forget like because they're it's not their fault. Their experiences is just yeah. being a man. Exactly. You know? And that's why sometimes it's good to have other thinking heads in the room. And that's why I think it's important that our young girls start learning the path of computer science mm -hmm. because they will be important in the future of being part of that room. And they will make changes in that room that if they weren't a part of, then these changes will be caught later after the app comes mm -hmm. out or after the idea comes out. And they probably spent a billion dollars to even make the app, make the idea. And now they have to come back again because someone who's using the app said, hey, did you forget about this person? Did you forget about this group? Did you forget about that group? So what you're doing is it's groundbreaking to what's going to happen in the future to come. I saw that you had a GoFundMe. Mm -hmm. Everyone, can you tell everyone about the GoFundMe and the importance of them supporting XX coders? Yeah, definitely. So we are a free program. You know, we don't charge anything for um, the after school programs for the summer camp. And we really try to bring them good quality, you know, um, systems, curriculums. We give them um, like, you know, food because it is a, a, a camp. And we, as we grow, we have to hire teachers. And so to address the need, we really do appreciate like crowdfunding, the support of the community. Um, and we do that in many different ways. The GoFundMe is one of them. And it really does make an impact on each of the girls like experience and our ability to help more and more girls. Yes. And if anyone is out there, you know, please, first of all, how can they find you? Um, they can visit our website, um, xxcoders.com, and we are on Instagram at xxcoders, um, and our other socials can be found on our website as well. Um, and um, yeah, that, that main ones. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. So I wanted to ask you a question. Did you go back to the school and say, hey, look at me now? Like the, my, my school. High school. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, the, the club that the XX Coders club that runs in the high school still goes on, you know, it's changed over the, the girls carry on the legacy, changing leadership, taking leadership. And, um, everyone is really amazed and proud and it's great that they kind of still remember the and that it left an impact on the community. Yeah, because who would have known that you were forward thinking? <laughs> who would have known like 10 years ago, we were, I remember 
Instagram just dropped maybe like 2011, 2010. Mm -hmm. Before that, it was just Facebook. Before that, it was like MySpace. I don't know how old you are, but we never thought it would be to this capacity now. So you were forward thinking at the time Mm -hmm. when you were in school because (laughs) you sat there and you probably saw all these moving parts in front of you and saw that it was a male dominated field. and, And you were like, well, why not me? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So you opened the door for so many people, especially in your in your high school now, because now looking at your high school now versus then, there are it's it's cool to be like it's cool to be like smart now. It's cool <laughs> to be you know, back then it, it yeah. was like, well, that's a that's a geek club. Like no one wanted to be a part of that. <laughs> Everyone was like, those aren't the cool kids. Yeah. But now they're like the cool kids are actually taking over. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. And, um, you know, I didn't have the, like the confidence when I started out, like people helped me build that confidence and say, I can do this, you know? So as I grow, I just want to be able to make other young girls confident. Cause I know that's also such a hard thing to do. Like be confident in what your knowledge and your skills in your what you say, you know, so all those things, we're really trying to build them up from when they're young, because it does make a difference. Because I also saw that you're a psychology major. Yeah. So, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so how does that, how does that fit into what you're doing with the girls? Because self esteem does matter because mm-hmm. the girl, women especially do have to believe that they can do this in a male dominated right. space. So how do you communicate to these young girls to make them feel that, yes, they can? Yeah, so um, that's why we encourage the, you know, having a classroom full of girls. You know, they become friends. They can rely on each other to help each other, to build that network. Um, There are other, and I've joined that as well, because no matter how old you get, you realize that you really value that. And so I am in like groups called Long Island Women in Tech. And it's just a bunch of women of all ages who help each other, give advice, mentorship, you know, job connections. And having that support really does boost your confidence. And so I try to establish that also with the girls from a young age, because that that definitely boosts self-esteem and something that I think a lot of girls naturally feel. Yeah, because it's it's a very competitive feel. And when mm-hmm. you're when you look at the trajectory and you're like, okay, I'm going to a space that's the predominantly men, mm-hmm. self esteem wise, you know, some women might back off of it because maybe they feel like they can't compete, right? You know, for those jobs or for those scholarships because they feel like because it's a male dominated um, area. But I'm telling the women now that you can, you you yeah. can do it. Yeah, you can um, do it exactly. Sorry, and no, no, we no, no, no. have like, yeah, talks like when you came or like other um, powerful women who speak to the girls and tell them about how they can be successful, they're strong, they have all these amazing qualities. It, it also, you know, helps them build up their confidence and give them the soft skills that they need in the workplace in real life to stand up for themselves, whether it be like negotiating a salary or, you know, um pitching a new idea whatever it is yeah but you know what those things do need to talk about so give me a second for optimum viewers 
Um, thank you for joining. I'm proud of you, sis. Um, thank you for joining and spoke, speaking to me and Miss Aditi Patel about XX Coders. For our live audience, please hold on. We will have conversations about what she just brought up about. We'll be right back. Thank you. Hi, and we are back. We're speaking to Aditi Patel, and she came up. We were talking about XX Coders. She is the founder of XX Coders and the importance of girls as early as possible, joining the trajectory of learning computer science, computer space, coding. I hear about it all the time, and I think it's, it's, it's more important for girls to start really getting into that space, even though it's male-dominated. But she also brought up other things that I feel that schools should actually be teaching kids in school so they don't have a problem adulting sometimes because it gets overwhelming. Yeah. Like you just talked about balancing a checkbook. Do you feel that school is archaic? Um, yeah, I, I, as, you know, now that I'm out of college, I do think there's a lot of skills that you don't learn um and that we really could have benefited learning from a young age and now as an adult i just have to kind of figure it out myself um when it comes to like personal finances um workplace like skills that you need to have like i mentioned like negotiate how to negotiate like for example that no one really teaches you that in school so yeah i definitely think they like a lot of the school system hasn't changed in the last like 50 years, few decades. And so it is becoming outdated now and we're seeing like some of those effects, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I know, I know school is important to learn, you know, history, English, but I think that school should be teaching kids early how to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. how to start your own business, right. how to do your taxes, yeah. why or why not you shouldn't apply for credit cards, how to buy mm -hmm. your first home, how to negotiate to get the salary you want. I mean, all the things that we are going to need to actually make it in the society. And the more information you know, the higher you will go in, in, in right. society. And I, I, I'm just trying to figure out with the computer science and learn the computer science, don't you think that all of those should come into play too as, yeah. as bridging the old generation into a new generation? Because it breaks my heart when I hear like my nephew sometimes say this adulting thing sucks <laughs> because school kind of just does the same thing over and over again. It's mad science. Da, da, da. And I'm like, did I really use any, any of that? And it, like, tell me how you think because you are a forward thinker. How do you, how can you reimagine how school looks like, looks like, especially in high school? Yeah, I, I have seen like very small portions of kids even do this, but there's some schools that offer like financial literacy classes. Like yeah. that should totally be mandatory. Like it's so scary trying to figure that out all out on your own and there's a million different things that you can see online and you don't know what's right people can get trapped or caught up in a bad situation and 
all of that is just as or more important than some of the other subjects that we learn about in school. Um, but yeah, when it comes to education, I, I do believe in like, you know, people having their personalized, you know, kind of situations, the way that they, everyone learns differently. It's not a one size fits all. And so that's also super important. It's why, um, you know, people end up getting left behind and then they can't ever catch up because they didn't learn what they learned the year before. Um, and also there's a lot of like institutions in place with like standardized testing, you know, does that really measure our knowledge? Is that the right, you know, way to evaluate that. So there's definitely like things in place that I think should be more personal for each student. There are some schools that do it, but it's not like it's it's that way across the board, right? Standardized tests are still pretty mandatory, especially for like um not that not college entrance exams, but the ones in high school by mm -hmm. each state, right? So I definitely do think that it could be reimagined there. Yeah, and I also think it's like Montessori schools, how yeah. it's like more of a, you know, if I could afford a Montessori school, my kids would have been in Montessori mm -hmm. schools because it, it encourages free thinking and free creativity. Right. And I and I, and if you look at a kid sometimes, kids will be more interested in school if I feel they weren't taught to be followers, mm -hmm. but they were, but they but they taught that this is a partnership. Yeah. That even if you're a kid. You're smart enough to ask questions and you're smart enough to, to, to learn in different ways where they could split kids in different groups based on the way they learn. Mm -hmm. I, I'm an auditory thinker and a, I'm auditory thinker and I also have to write everything out. Some kids are just auditory where they can just right. memorize everything which I feel like they do really well on standardized testing because it's just their memory. Like, you know, they could just read something and they just, you know, just like actresses and actors, like they could read the thing and all of a sudden they could just regurgitate what they read. Some kids are, are, are smart. They just don't do well in standardized testing based mm -hmm. on the way that their brain works. Yeah. So I, I'm just really surprised that we do still have this standardized thing because I understand that it's all about merit base and we need to know how smart the person is. But I feel that when you put everything in everybody in that same headspace, you lose a lot of good kids. Right. Mm -hmm. That are actually like really smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes their circumstances are different. Like you said, like a lot of kids in the wealthier school districts probably already have computer science, like clubs mm -hmm. yeah. where, you know, the school supports it, the taxes support it. So mm -hmm. it's easy for them to even indulge in it because it's there for them. But mm -hmm. what about the smart kids that are out there who don't have the opportunity based on where they actually live? And that could be yeah. an area that is not as prominent and an area that is, you know, lacking resources or a poverty area Mm -hmm. where you don't get to choose where you're born in. But this is why I think programs like you matter mm -hmm. because we get to find those scholars in those communities where maybe if you weren't, you weren't part of that community with your company called XX Coders, 
trying to find girls who'd be interested in the computer science field, that we would lose a generation of kids who probably would want to be part of computer science um, trajectory if they were even exposed to it. But based on their compete on their, but based on their um, community, they they deem that it's not that it's not important, but we can't afford to. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's systematic, and it's not necessarily like the community's fault like it's how you know it's how structurally like how the government works all these things they factor into education and so we just try to support how we can and you know the bigger it gets the more that we can support and um by making it free of cost we hopefully encourage you know girls who would not be able to get that um that support otherwise so um, that's like a big motivation of why it is that Exit Coders does it free as well. So let me ask you a question. Do you have a nonprofit? Yeah, it is a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So this is why you're on my show. I want everyone out there to please support Exit Coders. It's a very, very good organization that will help girls, especially in communities that don't have the resources to support um additional resources as computer science um classes to help those girls be part of the grandiose of everything that is going on right now with just applications ai chat gpt now it's chat it was chat gpt3 now it's chat gpt4 i mean we have if if if, if mark is it changed his facebook name to meta mm -hmm. you know something is about to happen that is big mm -hmm. You know, and then we have Elon Musk is going to be the first trillionaire ever. Mm -hmm. The first, it's, he's not even a billionaire. He's going to be the first trillionaire just mm -hmm. because his trajectory was computer science and trying to figure out the problems of the world with his first um, car, the Telsa. Just, just learning how it can drive on its own. Like mm -hmm. I've been to San Francisco and I've seen the cars drive. <laughs> with nobody in it yeah you know and, and pick up passengers so i want girls to know that can be you too mm -hmm. you can yeah. be a trillionaire too and mm -hmm. women you know what i like we know what i love about women and girls we are so multitaskers that if we apply ourselves into computer science we would probably solve so many problems in the world right based on <laughs> us being a woman yeah Sometimes wouldn't you agree i i totally agree like the way that we think and the creativeness, like the creativity that we have. I'm sure that there's so many different like problems and ideas that they can come up with as well. And that's why we need you out there. And that's why we need everyone's support. So please, please, please support XX Coders. You are dropping, you know, your finances, your monies into a a place where we'll help blossom so many girls in communities that might not have had access to this amazing program. Mm -hmm. I want to say to Aditi, mm -hmm. I am so proud of you, sis. I mean, keep, I don't know, what are your plans for the fall? Are you back at school or uh, are you going to be going full circle oh, with this? Like, 
Yeah, I'm starting work, so I'm finally, you know, uh, out of school. So I'll be working full time and then doing this um, as well, and hopefully having um, a part time teacher who will be teaching the program. Yeah. Any part time teachers who's interested in volunteering for XX Coders, okay. please contact her. Anyone out there who has resources that can help her grow this into something phenomenal, it's already phenomenal, but something even bigger than this, please reach out to Miss Aditi Patel. She needs all the help that she can get to help make sure that the, the communities that are underserved get access to this program because they need computers laptop programming excellent teachers they need all of those things because this is that trajectory for our kids when you say you're looking for a skilled worker computer science is a skill you yeah. know that that is going to be needed so when your parents say become a doctor lawyer engineer mm -hmm. nurse you can tell your mom but I can be a computer science major, mom. You know, they need us too. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining. I'm proud of you, sis, and see you next week. Bye, thank guys. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And say hi to your mom. Oh, I yes. <laughs> yes. Say hi to your mom. She is so gracious. I love your mom. Thank and I love you, you both. So <laughs> I can't wait to see where this program goes. Thank so you so everyone, much. Thank, you thank you. Thank you for coming. Mm -hmm. I am so appreciative of you coming. And hopefully people will reach out to you to expand this program that you have started years ago. And everyone, have a great day and see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.